This is the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast, a CFCP production with Mike and Laurent. Yes, we are back. We are not black, but we support uh, things being okay for people. Yeah, <laughs> we certainly do. That's a great way. We're going to get so many negative reviews Listen, just right off the no, jump. For that's this one. fine. Yeah. You know, I don't want to support uh, left wing. Uh, you know, crazy, wokeista madness. I just want everybody to be okay and to leave each other alone and not get killed by police for no reason. That's it. Yeah, I just want everybody to leave me alone. That's what I've always wanted. Um, okay. All right. So we had a really super duper eventful weekend. Like there's seven teams that want to kill themselves and three that think they're going to win the league that never thought they would win anything ever again. But uh, Mike, I think you have something to say about one of the teams that thought they were going to win the league and might not win the league now, but uh, what, take it away. What in the fuck did we really just go through this weekend? What an absolute whirlwind. I mean, the one thing I was thinking through the whole weekend was, my goodness, there was three or four moments in a couple of the games where it's like, I wish like all hell that fans were in the, in the stands uh, to they, be able to see I don't this. Think, I don't think it, they would play this way, but anyway, carry on. Uh, that's fine, but, but so... If, if you haven't seen yet, what, first of all, what are you doing listening to our podcast? But uh, Everton and Liverpool kicked the weekend off like a firecracker. Now, they don't like Good. each other. They're about a mile away. I think we covered that a little bit last week. Yeah, well, but, uh, We're going to cover the same things over and over again. So yes, that's true. Just that's don't true. say it. Just so, we're doing it. <laughs> uh, they finished 2-2 in an absolutely wild, topsy-turvy game. We'll get into the, the, the details of the game itself. But uh, for all intents and purposes, with the big headline coming out of it was not the result – was the injury to Liverpool star man Virgil van Dijk, uh, who was out for the season probably with an ACL tear. And it's, it's terrible. It was a malicious it challenge. was caused. It was not just right. an injury. It was caused. It was a malicious challenge by the goalkeeper on Everton, Jordan Pickford, who, again, we'll go into a little bit more. I, 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 I reserve. It's not a malicious challenge. It's a dangerous challenge, right? It's okay, a sure. Right? He was not trying to hurt the guy's leg. No. He just is a stupid guy from fucking Sunderland who doesn't know how to fucking tackle because he's a goalkeeper. Right. right. And so, you know, Liverpool fans have, and, and let me be very, very clear about this. We uh, here at Squeaky Bum Time do not condone any type of violence or we don't wish injuries on anybody. And, no, and it's it terrible. It's, right? it's the worst. But we're going to talk teams, about sport hate and sport feelings, not real feelings about wanting to blow up cities. Right. Okay. We're not ISIS. <laughs> we're just idiots. The big right. difference. Okay. Two idiots with a microphone. Uh, but so the thing I found is that, and it's true, uh, it's been true before for Liverpool fans for a different, you know, different things over the course of the last five years or so, but they seem to be the stain on English football. And, and I say that because everybody in the country feels the same way. No matter who you are, no matter who you like, and more importantly, who you dislike, Spurs fans hate Liverpool. Why? Well, there's a good reason, but, but, but everybody, you go up and down, there's one team decide, aside from your rivals who everybody dislikes and it's Liverpool fans. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's a, there's a couple of things at work there, right? There is the, they were the winners of the seventies and eighties. So everyone hates the winners. Then the man United prior to the 25 years before man United, right? There's that. And then, and this is awful, but the Hillsborough disaster was a real thing that there was a conspiracy, they did yell to the mountaintops, and they were proved right, but it took 30 years, right? Right. right? And they also had Heisel, 
where they were at fault basically for the people getting crushed by the Juve fans. So there's, there's the hooligan era stuff. There's the winning. There's the, hey, they fucking killed our fans. <laughs> and it was like, no, no, not really. And then there is, the, there is another piece to this. And it is, this is like deep English culture stuff. North versus South. Liverpool is basically the bastion of whatever the furthest left area of a country is, it's Liverpool, right? Like uh, Bill Shankly, who is the godfather of the club, literally said, I am a socialist. This is a socialist club. Well, I knew I didn't like them. But but I mean, it's a socialist in the context of like, I want, you know, workers' rights type stuff. Not like- Right. And that's where you'll never walk alone comes from, right? Like effectively, everybody's here together. We're all walking home at the same time because we're all going to get raped if we don't. That part is cool and it's downtrodden. It's like take Detroit and multiply it by 10, right? Right, right, right. (laughs) But when you look at at the- the way that they're perceived, they perceive themselves most importantly, but the way that the media kind of plays that on, it reminds me a lot of like SEC football fans Mm -hmm. um, where if they do something, they are going to tell you that it's the greatest thing in the history of the sport and you are lucky to be alive and witnessing it at the same Mm -hmm. time. It reminds me of the SEC, um, the the mantra, it just means more here. No, it doesn't. This is bullshit. You're going to tell me that Michigan and Ohio State and, uh, you know, like it doesn't mean enough to them. That's ridiculous. Right. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's kind of how it is with Liverpool. Um, they score, uh, they, they get 99 points and they win the title last year. And everybody's like, this is one of the best teams ever, despite all the statistical, uh, you know, in, in despite the fact that City beat them like, for nothing. 99. Right? No, no, right. no. We sc- City had 100, then had 99 the next season. Like, right. And beat them. Like, okay. It, anyway, I, I can't. I can't. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> but Sorry. so when, when this Pickford challenge happens, right, you've got people um, in the media calling for an assault charge on, on Jordan Pickford. That's, that's absurd. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's madness. And you've got, you've got change.org petitions yeah. to get Jordan Pickford locked up. You've got get well soon campaigns for Virgil van Dyke. Yeah. Let me be yeah. very clear about something. Virgil van Dyke is one of the best players in Europe, right? And he, and again, I feel terrible that this injury happened to him. But you guys, you guys suck. Like, you wouldn't last 45 fucking minutes as a Tottenham fan. You really wouldn't. Like, this shit happens to teams, to players. All the fucking time, but because when it happens to you, now it's this grave injustice, and now you're the you're the victims, right? And and everybody needs to stop what they're doing and listen to you because Liverpool, the great Liverpool, is talking now. Get the fuck out of here. You know what? I'm sad that he's hurt because I like watching him play, but I'm glad that he's your guy and he's hurt because now it brings you fucks back down to earth, and it's all to play for now. So. With that in mind, we want to talk a little bit more about what actually happened in this 90 minutes of absolute chaos. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my axe to grind with Liverpool fans. It has been for a while, and it kind of it peaked yesterday after Saturday's match. Well, I think the bigger, the, from an from a event standpoint, right, the, the big deal is like Liverpool's not impenetrable on defense anymore. They're giving up goals. They used to not give up any goals, zero, nothing, right. right? So that's a big thing. And they have been, they've actually have, they're, they're at zero for goal difference, right? They had a big loss, but you know, there's that. The other piece is like, um, they were hard done. I mean, badly hard done, right? Yeah, Mane scores early, then Van Dyke goes off. It's 
reviewed to see if he's onside. It was offside. If he was onside, they would have called a penalty, but did not review whether it was a red. And, and from they, what I could gather, they did review and said it wasn't a red. So I, I can't tell. It's almost like the more the game went on and the more egregious they realized it was, they had to cover their own tracks. They came up yeah, with like no, three different they, stories they, for that call it's, by halftime. It's completely bullshit. They basically didn't look at it and just right. were like, oh, he's onside. Now, in real time, it's fast. Like, it's close. It's a, as we say in baseball, a bang-bang play. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I think the larger issue is, is like, yo, goalkeepers fuck people up all the time and they've gone too far the other way. Like if you come out for a punch and punch a guy in the head, it's fine. So they get a carte blanche. And I think Jordan Pickford is probably the worst of that. He's what exactly what you do not want in a goalkeeper. Right. Well, He looks like a guy in the terraces. Yeah. He's a goon. Right. Right. He's a, he's the Joey Barton of keepers. Joey Barton famously in the final game of the 2011 season, the Aguero game gets sent off, punches Aguero in the face, stomps on his foot because he got sent off. Uh, well, I mean, trying, look, if you're gonna... <laughs> trying to hurt him on purpose. At that point, right? Like, yeah, you're, you're sent off, go. you might as well, right? Yeah. So that's, it's that kind of thing. Uh, and, and that's really, he's just an emotional keeper. And what I learned from this game more than anything is like, yes, Everton are good. Yes, James is incredible. He just makes things tick over. It's just like the way you see they've got a De Bruyne, they've got a Peak Erickson, they've got a Grealish type. You know, these players that just link things together. The ball comes out from the back, you're in trouble, you just kick it in his direction. If he can get it, he touches it and does something amazing. Uh, and then they've got a closer, they've got a, a finisher, right? You have, you have um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin who's flying through the air with a Ronaldo-level header. He's just hanging in the air. It was incredible. Incredible goal on a really good cross. And Everton have good players. But the weakness is in Mina, Keane, Pickford. That trio, the main people you rely on to stop goals, are not reliable. Now, are they going to ship goals? Is it going to be a catastrophe? We're talking about the high levels, right? It's like I said before. They're at that 80% point that they've spent the money to get the 80 where it becomes exponential. To get to 90%, it's going to take 10x. To get to 100%, it takes 25x. So they're at that top four pushing six space. There's a lot of good teams, and this is a good season. Uh, And I think the the important thing to remember, right, if if right now, if you have a weakness and a deficiency in the back, you're not alone, right? They all, right, nobody, this season is weird, right? Yeah, so it's almost like, you know, all right, well, so our defense is shit. That's really going to be a problem. Ah, oh, so is theirs. And so is theirs. And so is theirs. So Here's is the right, thing, though. Here's the ball, thing. I think you, know? you have to play differently. And this, this really segues really well into Spurs, right? So Spurs, well, Spurs, West Ham, a London derby. Spurs were the best I've ever seen them. Like, it was like peak Pochettino Spurs, right? Yeah. They were so, so good. Completely in control of that game. West Ham didn't know where people were. It seems it's like, why is Harry Kane standing behind the midfield again? I, I, uh, I joked on Twitter uh, that um, the first half of that game was like playing FIFA on beginner difficulty. Yeah. And it was literally just like, oh, I can do literally anything I want with the ball right now. Yeah. Uh, Kane sets up Sun. And he just, and, and it was also, here's another college football reference for you where basically he had the best wide receiver in the country. And he goes, I'm just going to throw the ball, go catch it. 
right? Yeah. And that's exactly what happened 48 seconds into the game. But Kane it's just a great throws ball. It into an area. It's, it's a great ball. You know, defenders, for some reason, don't uh, – and listen, I don't know how hard this is, but I'm pretty sure you can shape your body so that you show the guy the line, right? Right. There's I, only I two imagine. goals. There's only two goal scorers on Tottenham, right? Right. Kane and Son right now, really. Bergwijn is a maybe. If you make Son have to cross it across the face of goal by showing him the line, who's getting on the cross? Mm-hmm. Harry Kane is 50 yards away. Right. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, and that's, that's the weird thing. So like, literally 48 seconds into the game, you can't even say, like, oh, they let their guard down. It's like, no, they didn't get off the bus, right? Yeah, because, so there was uh, that. Well, because yeah. they had to figure out what the hell was, what was Kane doing. So he's dropping deeper. I mean, he was in his own half taking the ball off the center backs, basically. Well, like, him and, and Ndombele yeah. were playing together. Yep. And I said that, you know, when Jesse was on the podcast last week, I said that in the um, – We said it the, the, Newcast- we said it the just- first – the preview. We were like, Kane should be a 10. Oh, yeah. No, we've been talking about this for a while. But, like, he's done it a few times now. And in Southampton, in the Southampton game – it was to the point where Southampton was winning the game. He wasn't getting the ball. He wasn't getting his touches. And I've seen months go by where he doesn't where he, get any yeah, service. He doesn't get anything. Yeah. Right. So, and, and speaking of injuries, right. Because you get, you have different players who are key, key pieces who are out, who can't get him the ball. So he's on an Island. So but, he's sort of had enough of that shit. So, so, so he's Spurs, back. Spurs are up three. They're incredible. They're imperious. They're controlling the game. They've got this. This is like narrative is already like Spurs can win the title. Robbie Musto, who's the NBC color. Uh, uh, analyst uh, with Tim Howard, the English guy, so he sounds more authoritative because he's better, honestly. Uh, yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, Spurs are in this for sure. Second half happens. Really, you know, you're waiting for, for Bale to come on. He comes right. on. That's great. Uh, and Domble comes off. So let, uh, me, let me stop you here and let me give you the, the Spurs fan perspective of what's going on right now, okay? <laughs> because 10 minutes in, it's 2 nothing. 17 minutes in, it's 3 and it's another one of those, man, I wish the fans were in the stands moment. There's three of those. This is the second, okay? Yeah. And uh, I'm sitting there like the away section at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium will be, would be like the fucking Alamo right now. Yeah. Right? Like all it the would West Ham fans, would, they would be in trouble. I was telling my friends, I was like, I would pay so much money to be on the edge of the section next to it, just giving them all of the shit. It would be world. throwing darts at them. Oh, yeah. Oh, it would be bad, right? Yeah. Like it would, it would be really... You know, survival. I mean, literal darts, like oh, from the pub. Yeah, not cigarettes, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it would have gotten nuts. And now halftime comes and goes, and like you said, we're waiting for the the great bail to come off the bench. It's a party, right? We're all yes. having a good time. We're all having it's a laugh. Songs, it's, all, it's, it's, it's all fun. Bail songs. It's everything. Yeah. yeah. And bail comes on, and it's again at this point, it's basically let's get him some minutes. Let's get the win. We're having a good time. We're not even really paying You're that cruising, much attention You're cruising, right? Anymore. You're not, you don't even care. Yeah. Cruising. 82nd minute. Right. But, but wait. For, then Harry hits the post. That's right. Right? On, a, on his left foot. So you're like, oh, that's awesome. Right. Right. Because cause I, and I was joking with, with Jess, uh, my fiance, I was saying, oh, my God, that would have been a perfect hat trick. Yeah. A perfect hat trick, meaning a left foot goal, a right foot goal, and a header right. goal. So right. that happens. Then, so the like, bow, oh, then, the, then the bow boy in a goal comes, and it's like, oh, that sucks. That was well, not. No, and I was sitting there, and I'm like, well, I said it would be 3-1, so ha, 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 ha. But it, was not, but it was not poorly defended. It's just Sissoko didn't get up. He, held, he was held down. Balbuena's good. It's a good cross, good it's service by goal. Cresswell. You know, it, you know, you could fault them for 
giving a foul in a bad area, okay, fine, that's fine, no big deal. Then you have the bail breakaway in the 83rd right after that, right. basically. The goal so, scored. So Gareth Bale gets away. And for those that don't know, he's a lefty, right? Everybody in the world knows he's a lefty. He comes in and he fakes on his left foot. He dances around a defender and gets in and then puts it on his left. And then he hits the post. And you go, oh, that would have been great. It would have yeah. been perfect. Oh, but so that's well, about the we forgot when he came on, he immediately went and took a free kick, which was, it was a decent. He got it, was, he it, got it on goal. It was from far away. But yeah, he was like, no, yeah. no, that's exactly it, right? You're right. He comes on, he takes a free kick. He goes, no, no, no. I'm the captain now, right? Like I, it was that one this. of those moments. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 84th minute and you're sitting there you're like, okay, blah, 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 blah. Now at this point I need to remind you, right? Like, and, and, and everyone, um, West Ham scores goals. They're very good attacking talent, right? We talked to Jesse about this last week. Yeah. They're, they, they, and they don't, they're fighting. They're not giving up. And they're, and right. And this game means a lot to them and all that stuff. So they bring on Lanzini. They bring on, I forget who else, uh, Yarmolenko who they brought way, everybody on. I can't. I, I'm. I'm. I'm mad at myself for not asking Jesse what he thinks about Yarmolenko because awesome. I. I love him. He yeah, but he, he. The problem is, is he get hurt, he gets hurt all the time. He's mid glass, right? Yeah. He scored a goal against Spurs in the Champions League a few years ago, and it made my head spin. It was the other thing is so. that he's weird looking. He's like a six foot five winger. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he's odd looking. You're like, why is this center back coming? And you're like, oh wait, <laughs> he's gonna release a howitzer. From his leg. Right, yeah. And he can yeah, he can score from distance. So and then my, my dog Bowen's still working. I love him. Yeah, they, so they basically <laughs> went with like a what? Like a two zero. They just went formation. for it. They were fighting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they went what do it. we have to lose right now? Uh 85th minute. Um Davinson Sanchez, uh, a crosser a cross comes into the box. Davinson Sanchez heads it own goal into his own net. Now yeah, but he, I, he that was poor. It was poor. It was poor defending on the cross because Bowen was gonna get on the end of it if if Sanchez didn't touch it. So I agree. That's going I mean, in the net. Yeah, no, no, I get it. But I mean, like, I don't understand. I don't understand body shape or where you should do. He seemed to not take another step and just sort of leaned his head over, which was yeah. weird. Okay, so so that happens. You're scared now. Although this result did happen in Mourinho's first game. They did come back. It That's was right. a 3-2. It was whatever, that, that, that happened, right? In the last minute of the game, Four another good cross time. with Cresswell, another yeah. weird foul. It looked like you guys handled it. A little touch from Winks, outside of the boot. Maybe nervous. Maybe he had a second. I still haven't seen the replay, but <laughs> but what happens next? So at this point, we're we're kind of di- diagnosing. I mean, what's it's the been last happening. play of the game, right? We've been sort of diagnosing what's been happening for the last ten to fifteen minutes of the game. Now you've you've heard us talk about a calamity of errors by Spurs and all that stuff. They're still going to come out with the win. Yeah, the only fine. thing that can stop them from that is an absolute physics-defying fucking. Thundercunt missile. And it happened. And that's exactly what happened. It was it was glorious. <laughs> Manuel Lanzini from about 35 fucking thousand yards. A laser beam. An abs an outside foot, if I if I remember correctly. Some, tailing something. from left to right, away from Hugo Lloris, the goalkeeper, who does get a fingertip on it. He must have broke his finger. Probably. <laughs> He tips it up and onto the crossbar and then bar down 3-3. Three, three. Yeah, and, and the game ends, and that's it. That's and that's all she wrote. And yeah, this incredible. is the third of three moments where if fans could be in the stands. Oh, the sadness. The sadness. The sadness, oh, but God. the absolute – and objectively, right? Yeah. 
the absolute limbs that would have been happening. Oh. I, I, I said like what, like the Alamo, it would have been like, Oh no, actually Texas won the Alamo, right? Like, <laughs> like that's how that yeah. would have gone. I mean, listen, I'm a neutral. I, I turned it off and I just checked back later. I was like, what the fuck just happened? I was, it was over. I went to, I went to like go to the park with Abilene. I was yeah, like, Oh, this um, is, they got this. And then I just checked and I was like, what the fuck happened? It looks like it was just like it's football it's fucking weirdness. Well, like you texted me and you're like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, I'm not ready to talk about it yet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just like, why are you just sitting there laughing? I'm like, I'm either having a nervous breakdown and turning into the Joker or I just can't believe what I just fucking witnessed. Like, strangely, another 3-3 game with another team also happened uh, with yes. Chelsea and Southampton. Yeah, Chelsea on Saturday. And- completely in control of this game. Werner scores two goals and then Chelsea, Chelsea. They just, yeah. listen, I, my big thing is game. like, I, we don't need to go through all of it. You know, a bad Kepa goal, a good, uh, I, I don't even remember all the goals. A, a last kick of the game goal that uh, it was Theo Walcott, which was weird. Vestigard uh, yeah. maybe got his head on it. Um, but Frank Lampard's not a good coach. I don't care. <laughs> He's just not like, what are you doing, dude? Like, if your team gives up goals, play defensive midfielders who can defend. Like, you know, you made this point, and I wasn't hip to it yet, but maybe Conte's not good anymore. I don't know. Right. Maybe Jorginho, who literally runs like I do, I don't care how good an offensive tick, ticking over kind of player is. You cannot carry a luxury passer like late-stage Pirlo if you don't have a Vidal with him. You need someone to stop. If you have a bad defense, you can't just fucking leave the back open, right? Well, Aspilicueta, either put him at center back or get new center. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't Uh, get it. The thing to me, right, and I said this on the preview pod, I didn't believe that they really bettered themselves that much, even despite getting Havertz and Werner. That wasn't the problem. It wasn't the problem. They just got better at something they're already really good at. Yeah. Right? Did they get better? Of course they did. But did they fix anything functionally? Fuck no. no. Like, even though they got Tiago Silva. Not really. The, the, the other thing that I just think about is like, you know, uh, it's just like Lampard. There's better coaches. Like, it's so weird. I don't quite get it. It's the Ole Lampard thing. They're club legends. They're getting a shot. I know Lampard did better last year. It was like out of the ordinary. He brought in a lot of guys. But they – were way better than they should have been. They won games they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. They're giving up. They're giving up more. They gave up like forty-five goals. That's just too much. Fifty goals. That's just too much. I want to explore that for a you second. You can you can be like that if you're scoring ninety-five goals, like yeah. uh, twenty thirteen Liverpool, which gave up too many goals. They scored a hundred. This right. team's not going to score a hundred. No. They're going to score seventy and give up fifty. They're going to but- get murdered. But getting back to, to your point about managers, right? And, and I think that there's something there philosophically that we haven't really thought about yet. Ole, you know, Frank Lampard, uh, <laughs> Tim Sherwood, right? Yeah. Uh, but like Aaron Boone, right? The Yankees, another one. Yeah. Why? Right? Like, think about this. You have these crystallized memories of these players. You have that, that connection with the fans. You have that forever. That is super Frank Lampard to Chelsea fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything that that club's ever been is Frank Lampard. Yeah. You're bringing him back and you – we're not idiots. We know how 99% of managerial 
you know, marriages and they get fired. Yeah. So it goes tits up and they go, they get fired unceremoniously. Yeah. Right. The thing is, is that this Chelsea team is really good in terms of attacking talent. Like if they really just want to go attack and win everything five, three, maybe in this environment that we're playing in, that's fine, but they're going to lose games that people are going to be like, what the fuck? Right. And exactly. And, And when, and when that happens, let's pretend they win the league this year. And then five years from now, yeah, it gets stale and Lampard's on his way out. And like, he's a lame duck and all that stuff. And now your memory of comfortably Chelsea's best player ever is that he was this sort of shitty manager who couldn't hack it if he didn't get a bunch of money. I think that it's not like a Wenger thing where he stays 10 years, eight years. No, 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 I know. But, but right. But like, but Ole and him, same thing. You, you have that Ole memory from 99. Fucking leave it there, man. Dude, he's right? not a good coach, man. No, no, he's not. But but that's the point is that like he's he's flying by on his name brand from twenty years ago. Yeah, and that's how he got the job in the first place. And and I just the the other piece I don't understand like, it from from a, not it, even from a tactical perspective, but like why would I know why the 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 coach would want to do? I know why Ole or Frank would want to do that, but why would the club want to do that? The, the almost well, because look at because because of Guardiola, because of what's happening with Arteta is that. You get these guys, right? Guardiola was a club legend. Barcelona B comes in, boom. It's the greatest team of all time, technically. Modern era, let's say, right? Arteta, he's a a bench coach for, 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 for City. You're like, okay, he's literally, I mean, we can get into, we can get into the City Arsenal game. He's literally transforming Arsenal very quickly into, oh, they don't just let you beat them right? They'll lose, but they're not going to go out like a bitch, right? The way they used to, where they'd be like, oh, we just keep attacking and we just don't plug the holes and, you know, no one tracks back and, oh no, but we're going to score. It's going to look good when we lose 5-3, right? Instead, Arteta's like, nope, we're not good enough. We're going to sit behind the ball and we got a guy out there in Aubameyang that we can get the ball to and he's going to beat your guy. And we'll put two of those guys with him, right? In Saka. And they, they were tough. They were tight. They fought uh, City really hard. And this was a boring game for the neutral. It looked it kind was. of like cagey and just like, what the fuck is going on? But for City fans, this game was a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Because we played really well. It was really a tactical game. It was very chess pc Like, Cancelo, who, where was he playing? What position was he? They went, like in possession to have a back four out of possession to have a three. If this guy got the ball, then you drop. Like there was shit going on. I, I listened to a podcast that's only about Manchester city. And they were like, I don't know what people were doing. Yeah. Like you couldn't even work it out. It's just like, I need some, I need to watch it again to be like, okay, where's Cancelo? What's Kyle Walker doing? Oh, he's a center back. Like he's a center back. And then Ake moves out to the left. They yeah. were fucking all over the place. I was like, we were talking, yeah, we were talking a bit during the game. Right. And I was like, I said the two players who stood out to me, I was yeah. like, Ake's a left back now. And you're like, eh, kind of, sort of. And then, but Can- Cancelo was not only was he everywhere, he was, Good. He was creating problems for Arsenal yeah. everywhere. Yeah. He was getting in advanced positions. Yeah. I was yeah. like, so oh, they, is, that, is that Bernardo Silva? No. It's, it's this other Sa- guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> so that was a very cool – it was a cool, like, nerds game, right? Because, yeah. you know, Arsenal played tight and really had good chances, and uh, Ederson made some good saves. But it was a fun game. 
you know, it was one of these games where both teams can feel good, right? Arsenal knows, God, we could have fucking got a draw out of this, which would have been good for them. And they only gave up one goal. And City can go, hey, you know what? We didn't have KDB. Aguero's at 80%. You know, we didn't have our main man. You know, we're missing a couple other guys. We're half COVIDed. And they got a good win out of it that felt good. Felt like a unit, like a team win. Like all these really great players that we're spending a lot of money for playing together to get a win. It's it's a cliche. Yeah. Right. It's a cliche, but it's like that's the game that champions find ways to yeah, win. It, but right? it wasn't even a find a way to win game where it's nil-nil and then they score late. It was just like, we got this goal early. But it was industrial. Yeah, yeah, they got it done. And Diaz, the new center back, is good. And the thing that I noticed in the whole game is guys talking. And City mm-hmm. is not a talking team. They Literally in this podcast, they were like, there's basically 15 guys on the team, nobody talks. It's like a <laughs> quiet team, yeah. which is worrisome which is you can tell like they just don't do stuff but but it was that, I, de- I definitely think it was the you touched on it but the absence of kevin de bruyne who by the way hates talking to people like if you've seen his the whole interview, team the whole team is like that yeah but, like but it, was, of, it was it's like worse than Derek jeter it's yeah like, it was an extreme awareness of kevin de bruyne is not coming out of that tunnel today no right so it was it wasn't i'm the guy i have to go do this it was no 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 we're all gonna have to put in five percent extra yeah, and, and the thing was good is, like, Bernardo's good. I think Bernardo Silva, who was good in the season, not la- in the 90s, eight-point season, when, okay. when De Bruyne was out for a lot of it, he was the best. He was a player of the season for the team. He won yeah. the Liverpool game basically single-handedly by mm-hmm. chasing them everywhere. And I think he got fucked up by the racial slur thing that he sent to Mendy. Oh, yeah. He sent them, like, a tar baby picture. And I think it really fucked him up because I think they're friends, and it – he was like, "Oh shit!" I mean, the world goes after you. You 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 don't just recover it. I mean, and for context, right? So he he tw- players goof around with each other on social media all the time, right? Yeah. He tweeted something that was clearly an inside joke in the in the training center and in or they're the friends. They played at Monaco together. No, I know, I know. But so he tweeted something, and it was like this. Yeah, I, I don't even. It's know bad. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a caricature of a black boy with red lips. Right. Right. It was. Yeah. So of like a candy or something. And he was, and he was like joking about it. He was laughing and yeah. the entire internet, internet went, destroyed. Oh, you're a racist piece of shit. And he went, no, I'm not. That's my friend. Yeah. And then <laughs> he, he got suspended. So, yes. And I think he, it really damaged him for the season. Um, yeah. But, it, and then we have to talk about the, the other thing, the, uh, more insensitive stuff. There was a minor Aguero thing. There's a female line judge. She good for her. She's probably awesome because if you're a female sure she's referee, fantastic. you're probably fucking awesome because yeah, you have to be, you be better than dudes. Uh, and nobody wants you there and you're kicking ass. So she calls a ball out of bounds. Aguero argues with her for a second. As he's walking away, he sort of grabs her by the shoulder and she is like, get the fuck off me. Now it's not cool. Don't touch the ref period. Even worse. Don't touch women. <laughs> Just don't see. And that's, I, and I, I said this on our Twitter account too. Yes, yeah. touching referees is bad, but not, don't touch women specifically. No, no, but no, but that's the thing is that like when she's there on merit. Yes, right. She's sure. there because she's good. She's, she's not ba- there she's because more than merit. Like she has to be really good. Sure, but even, yeah. even merit plus ten. Yeah, but she's not there or not not there because she has a vagina. No, she's exactly. Because she's good at her fucking job. Yes. So, even though I despise all referees, men and women, <laughs> yes, and umpires, what I'm looking at it as is you don't fucking touch the umpire. You don't touch the referee. Yeah. And when you do that, you cross a line very, very binary 
that yeah, you but just it, don't. It, but, don't it's, but particularly with you can't you can't touch women. But the thing is, it was interesting. Is the rules state you cannot be aggressive towards a referee yes. or like and there's, so a, there's, a, there's a, a there's a caveat to it, and then they do not. The rules have not been changed to account for the fact that there are female referees, right? Yes, because you that's really, correct. You really like and so you touch women who don't want to be touched. That's bad. Like, just well, don't. and it was, and if you look at the clip a few times and I heard Robbie Musso talk about it and Tim Howard at halftime or whenever it was. Rebecca Lowe really did a good job on it. Just don't. Yeah. I mean, she does a great job with everything, but you'd have to see the clip to really get what we're saying, but we'll try and paint a picture. And, and it was, call it that predatory is the word, right? That like, kind of look like, I know I have power over you look. Yeah. It was, a little, it was too much. That's that's where I find the problem, right? Yeah. Because you, again, be you touch the referee, you're already and, wrong. You're already yeah. over the line. Yeah. But he was like, and it was one of those, come on, you were wrong. Like, you know you were wrong sort of things, which, which yeah. by the way, players do to referees all the time. Yeah, of course. Of all course. the time. It's, it's, it, but, you know, like my, you know, but it, that is, extra, it is yeah. Sergio Aguero. He's really hot, so maybe it's not that bad. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? He's got the um for those that don't know, he's got the real slim shady blonde haircut. So oh, I know. It's uh, he looks he looks like um if there was an Argentinian in sync and he missed the cut, that's what he fucking He's a little looks bit like. beefy these days. He used yeah. to be much cuter. Well, I mean now he's like what? He's he's older now. He's thirty one. Oh, he's so old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he's been playing since he was fourteen professionally, by the way. Right, exactly. Just, so just he's got a lot of miles on him. He's got a lot of miles. Uh and we should probably cover up uh Speaking of miles, getting to Newcastle is far away. Uh, <laughs> hey, segue of the week. Uh, Menu defeated Newcastle four one, but it was they really they had a breakthrough and then just took put them away. Uh, this game, there was a really nice goal from from uh, from Fernandez. I don't think Newcastle did much in this game. They really sat deep and tried to take them out, but you know it eventually. United's class came through. I think they they shut off the narrative patrol for the rest of the week. Uh, Maguire played again. He played well. They didn't really give up much. He scored. He, he almost scored, scored the first two. goal. And I think that's important, right? But like, yeah, it was that was the story. You heard Laurent and his his take on it last week, and and I agree. Um, but yeah, he came out and he scored a goal. Now I didn't watch the game. I just saw the you know the he played the, well. The, they the, played the well. Score, I mean, but, but Newcastle are bleh. like basically it's. When is St. Maximum going to get the ball? And sure. Why isn't he passing it? There's four guys on him. But listen, but in an, in a narrative-driven league, yes, we had a story much. for United. Yeah. And and not just United, but specifically around Maguire. And he's a defender. And he comes out and he fucking scores. That is a narrative-killing statement, right? He almost scored two because uh, really? uh, uh, Voldemort uh, put one off the line. Oh, okay. Uh, John um, Shelby. John Shelby, yeah. Not, looks like not Voldemort. Voldemort. Um, yeah. Okay. But so, so great. Even more to the point, right? Like, yeah. um, I, I didn't, I didn't watch this game specifically. They scored three but, goals in the last yeah. four minutes. And Bruno missed the penalty also. From yes. What I understand. That he shouldn't again, again, it was one of these fucking, can United just not get all the penalties all yeah. the time? It's really, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we've got probably just going to, let's wrap up these, these last couple games uh palace i have to cover brighton because i love them there they fucking killed them they, yeah. they got a 1-1 draw it's awful what the yeah. fuck i was watching palace a bit of this had yeah. one shot attempt and it was a penalty that should have never been called yep 
and, and I think and Brighton Pal- was all over I think them. Brighton had like 15. If I don't, I just don't, I just love them so much. I just want them to do the bullshit. Like t- Lamptey, Batchwai goes down because Lamptey grabbed him by the shoulder. Lamptey's four foot two. There's no way he fucking pulled him down. Come so on. How many shots do you think they had? Uh, 15, 16. 20. They had 20, 20 shots. <laughs> Three on target though, right? Oh, so they weren't God. getting balls through. Oh. 66% possession. Brutal. You gotta. You, that's that's one of those where you. That just team is so. That team is afternoon. so good. Like they literally have the best coach that no one's heard of. Like I'm just. I just know it. Like I feel it in my bones. I know it. Like this dude needs to be. Like Everton already has Ancelotti, so he's not better than Ancelotti. But like, right. he, whatever the next rung is. Like when David Moyes leaves, can can he just get the West Ham job? Like or there's a Patricio, there's a progression. Like leaves. Wait, yeah, where are the jobs? Like oh. yeah. Like there's just, yeah, I mean, I'm looking but, at may, may, right but maybe it's Brighton. Maybe Brighton is just for him. He's there for 10 years. I think it just really goes well, but like, it's just like, come on, man. man and actually, um, you look up and down the table and there isn't an opening for him right now. Like, no. I mean, everybody's got a, a strong coach except for David Moyes, who's in first fucking place. <laughs> no, Moyes is not in first place. Yes, he is. 13 points, top of the table. But that's Ancelotti. Everything. Oh, I'm I'm dumb, dumb. Yeah, that's I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, there there'll be like I think the job that will come, the jobs that are going to come up are like Fulham, Parker will either get fired or they'll just go down. Like Fulham's done already. Yeah. Parker will get fired and they will go down. Uh, Sheffield, I'm very concerned about. <laughs> oh uh, Bur- yeah, I, I'm really not sure where they go from here. Fleck is going to be out for about a month and a half. Well, I um, think if in this high scoring environment, these defensive teams that don't score. It like maybe long ball's not going to work this year. Yeah, they're struggling to, to really understand. Right? Like Burnley, Sheffield, Fulham. Like Fulham tries to play. They're just not good. But like Burnley, a nil-nil draw against West Brom. You got to beat West Brom, dude. Yeah. Like you're Burnley. You've been in the league for five years. Go get him. I get that it's it's October whatever, 16, 17. Yeah, they'll have a run. I'm sure they'll have a run. That, but no, that – you could look back in six months and say that was a relegation six player. Yeah, you like gotta that, get you gotta get those. Like you gotta get them. I, the weird thing is, is like if you look at the table, I'm not worried about Southampton. I'm not worried about Leeds. I'm not. You should worried. be. <laughs> really? No. 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 They'll be fine. They'll be, like the, the, when they start playing. They've been playing only good teams. Like wait till they play shitty teams. They're just gonna oh, yeah. fucking destroy them. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I mean, I'm worried about West Brom, Burnley, Sheffield, Fulham. I suppose Brighton, if they keep just having these annoying results. Oh, I thought can't... you meant worried about them as in like they're going down. Good... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. I'm trying to think Obviously. about who could go down. I feel like I guess you shouldn't worry about Newcastle, but maybe they got no, good players. I think if you look at it now, you've got West Brom 17, Burnley, Sheffield, and Fulham currently in the relegation. They zone. might be it. That might be them. I that think might that's be the I think it's a four horse race for three spots there. Yeah, I mean um, it might be this group. It might be Brighton, West Brom, Burnley, Sheffield, Fulham. Because I mean Man United's in fifteenth, right? But like Yeah, they'll be fine. Come on. But right, but like Palace was one that I earmarked before the season. They seem like they're getting on okay. Um I think Roy's yeah. Roy's good enough to not let them go down. But exactly. I think and, they're and getting. Newcastle. I think, but they're getting. They might be getting tired of the defending and like, come on, you can't. It's Brighton. Why just go after them? They're not that good. Right. <laughs> like, I, I, I it think it can be got. 
and we're coming out of the international break now. We'll ha- we'll finally get four or five weeks in a row where there's some games. Yeah, but so now this in- yeah, Champions League this starts. Tomorrow. No, I know, but but Fuck. my point is that in three <laughs> weeks from now, we're finally going to get some separation. Aston Villa will not be second place in the table, although oh, I, I love that they are. Oh, God, they're so good. They're great. They're great. They're fantastic. <laughs> well, that's what I'm talking about. Like where, like at listen, I'm dumb and I like really bad teams. It's like my favorite part of soccer is shitty teams and shitty players on bad teams. Yeah. Like, but Villa being good, well, good players on shitty teams. It makes me so happy because they just, you know, you just, you just want, they're playing for fun. Like they're having they fun. Are. Like that's they, the, all you want to see is like teams, like my team. I love my team. They're not having fun. <laughs> My team was having fun for 45 minutes, 82 yeah. minutes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like Pep's not fun. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? He's, he's I like that. And he's yet like here guy, you he's have like the guy who throws a party and it's just like fucking no, no, everyone we're doing this now. We have to have this drink and you have to drink it this way. Everyone put your hats on. We're all going to sit in the right place. Like, will you just fuck off? I'm trying to have a drink here. No, we're going to play lawn darts now. No, no, no. You can't just do that. No. Who moved this? Uh, hey, shut the fuck up. You didn't say you, you're bringing a plus one. There's not enough snacks. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, I, I made it perfect. I'm like, why are the candles? Why are they going out? There's so much wind. Like, just shut the fuck up. Just chill out, dude. <laughs> dude, it, that's exactly who he is. You know that who is he is. Nailed on. That's yeah. absolutely right. <laughs> He's got to put on his weird jacket. Who's the opposite him. of that? Who's the guy who shows up drunk with beer spilled on his shirt and shits in the middle of the living room? Who's that guy? Oh, it's Bruce. Steve Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there might be more than one. Well, uh, Allardyce would be the correct answer to all answers. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> when he was drinking pints of wine when he got in trouble yeah. for, <laughs> for, for uh, taking bribes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, there's like two metalhead guys. I feel like West Brom, at like, like Daesh and, and Billich are like in a, a hardcore metal band. They're mad. Yeah, but that they're, they're, no, they're but angry they're that they're bald. They're not fun though. They're both trying to have sex with the same girl and they both fucking hate each other, right? Yeah. Like, so they're, they're rivals at the same party. Yeah, yeah, because they, they get the same girls. Like, oh, it's a girl with a shrimp tattoo. He looks at Billich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, we should probably wrap it up. Uh, we will be back to talk about a lot of stuff because we've got Champions League. I guess we have to cover that. And then uh, next week's fixtures 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 uh we'll worry about it we'll worry about it on thursday we've got champions uh, review ooh, and friday afternoon villa leads <laughs> so we'll be excited for that one and exactly we'll be exactly as excited as you just heard us on oh thursday. that's good that's ex- oh and united versus chelsea is good the uh that's right on saturday afternoon that's a great time slot ooh, you'll be able to watch got, that you've one you've got burnley um i know on, on monday, monday. I hate that Monday that night football. That doesn't feel nightmare. good. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about that on Thursday. The episode will come out Friday afternoon, so you'll get uh, a healthy dose of football on Friday. You'll get our episode in the morning, and you'll get Leeds and Villa, second place Villa, on Friday afternoon. So that'll be fun. When are they going to make up their games in hand? Anyway, that we're out. Bye. Just quickie fun time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. This was a crap football crap pundit production we will return on mondays and thursdays for the premier league season we will talk about soccer and other things that interest us 
Mike is crazy, Laurent is insane, that's why it works.